0: This morning is from Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak in upper tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. God. I'm not the preacher, Jane's the preacher, but I'm just going to do something here in terms of languages. So there's a psalm that is going to come up on the screen, Psalm 50, and put your hand up if. English is not your first language. Great, great, okay. There are less hands than I expected, but let's do it like this. Put your hand up if you're able to speak in another language other than English. More hands. So we want a combination of both. Have you ever had a conversation with me? Sometimes when I'm talking, I slow down. Do you notice? As I'm talking, if you know me well, I'm thinking as I'm talking. So I'm trying to translate into English or to Luganda or to Swahili or to. So that's what's going on in my brain. When I first came to England, I would be always responding in my head in my dad's language. Then I switched. In conversations, I speak the language in Luganda, in the central, which is Rachel's language, because a lot of the people around us speak that but now I've learned to speak more English. So when I go back, I do the reverse. I speak slower trying to translate. So we're going to try and read this, and I will try and read the first line in, uh, let me decide, In Ra- this is a risk, in Rachel's language. She'll correct me. She always does. Um, and then Raise a hand if you're able to read the second line in a, li- in a different language, on different language. You want to read all those in different languages other than English. Okay, are you ready? Well, you won't have a clue what I'm saying. Rachel will, so she's the only one who'll... Um. Next person. We want to praise him in his praise... Him in His mighty heavens. Who can give that to us in a language not English? Raise a hand. Come on, I saw, I saw your hand up, Kate. Just, just make it up. Nobody will know. Just, that's exactly what I did. That's, I just did that. None of you has a clue whether I got it right. Amy, go on. Okay, pick, pick, go with any of those lines. Choose a line and just raise a hand. Be confident you can do this because you speak dif- in Greek. Give me, choose a line.
0: The last one. Only, okay. only, you have, um, um, togirio.
1: Give her a clap. It's not easy. Okay. My friend, you can do this. Yeah, your in your language. We praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Can you say that? What's the language? In Polish, okay.
0: So, ojcze nasz, w niebie, święci mi twoje, przyścigleco twoje, bądź wolą twoja, jak w niebie, taki na ziemi. That's good. That will do. That
1: will do. You're hiding here and you, you give me something from Nigeria. Choose A language. Choose a language. One more and then we'll pass back to Jane. Okay.
0: I don't know what to say really.
1: You speak. You speak. Aha. It's coming back. It's not easy, is it? I know. I'm the same. You have sympathy for me now, don't you? Oh, just, no. It's not there. That's all English. Okay, gone. Praise him with instruments.
0: Okay, what instruments in Igbo? I'm trying
1: to remember. She's translating to Ibo. Okay, yes. go.
0: Um, praise in Ibo is um, toochuku, uh-huh. uh-huh, but I don't know the with instruments. I don't know. With, uh, I don't know,
1: okay. Now, now the confidence is returning. It's coming. I can see. Amy, I'm coming to you. The tans are hiding here. It doesn't. Uh, Amy, Amy, is trying to remember her Arabic. It's coming. It's no, coming. I, 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 which Which one have you gone for?
2: Uh, praise, the,
1: praise the Lord for, for okay. His acts of power. Am Dawu Arabi Elia Afia. My grandmother is despising and, my anger. And what's that one? It's Arabic! It's Egyptian Arabic. She's got it Egyptian Arabic! There you go. I saw your hand up, Olivera. Olivera, give me, give me a line like, um, praise him with dancing. Um,
0: Thinking. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> I appreciate her. No. Oh, look here. They're hiding behind the pillar. And this, the ones with the different languages are right here in, in Nigeria. How many languages are there? There you go. Choose one. Yeah, Yoruba. Okay, what are you going to give me? Give me um, praise him. Let everything that has breath praise Him.
2: Praise Him. Say
1: more.
2: Okay,
1: Okay. we've got you wonderful people. Tell us the language. This is the Tans, lovely. Um, They're hiding here, Kai and women, but we've found you. Tell us the language and then choose one of those. Uh, This is going to be in Chinese uh, Mandarin. Uh, I'll read the last line. last line. Praise the Lord. Now, we can say, can we all try Chinese? That, that was pretty short and right there. Do, say it for us and we'll say it after you. Okay. See? <laughs> 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 St. John's, we are good. One last one. Jane I think they've they've done their best are you happy okay over to you
2: Oops. I uh, I've been commuting up and down to town uh, in the rush hour a few times in the last week. And it amazes me... Um, how despite being this uh, multicultural city... Um, everybody is still very quickly... encultured into being properly British. The doors open, you know, you've missed a train. Every other train on the Elizabeth line... seems to be cancelled at the moment. You miss a train... And then there's twice as many people and they get in and the doors open and them all get in and everybody moves over one. And somehow or other, we're all the same distance apart from each other and we're all standing there in complete silence, properly British. Um, and it reminded me this week, uh, when I went for interview, I, I went to York University as a student When I went to interview, I planned it all out. I got the train to York. It took three and a quarter hours then. It's a lot shorter now. I knew how to get the bus from near the station to the university. I got on the bus, and I was astonished. Because everybody on the bus was talking to each other. And I thought, who are all these people? Have I got on the wrong bus? How do they know each other? And, uh, of course, the culture in Yorkshire is quite different from out on the train as people talk to each other on the bus. And uh, I spent having spent half my life in Yorkshire, I still get into trouble because I still have a tendency to say things as they are, and that does cause me a lot of problems. But on the day of Pentecost, um, it's rather like, if you're on the tube and somebody starts laughing or singing or talking and everybody goes, what's going on? And it's a little bit like that. We're celebrating Pentecost today, the birthday of the church. Pente 50 days after Easter. It's always Pentecost if you count. And that first Pentecost was a God interruption of a regular Jerusalem day uh, the the crowd sat up and took notice Jesus has said to his followers stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high and they stayed and they waited and they prayed uh, you can go to Jerusalem I don't know if it's the same thing but um, they say this is the upper room where they prayed. Um, I've been there. But they waited and they pray, prayed. Luke tells us there were about 120 uh, followers of Jesus gathered in the room. Um, I haven't done the head count here, but maybe this many. It um, be quite a large room. And uh, there were men and women there. There was a unity about it. Because Luke tells us in the reading, they were all together in one place. Uh, Luke uses words very well. So he wouldn't be um, repeating himself. He's saying, they're in one place. They were all together. All that time they've been praying and praying and waiting and waiting and they had a unity, a God-given unity of this whole journey they'd been through, watching the crucifixion, seeing Jesus lost, seeing the resurrection, Jesus coming to life, Jesus ascending to the Father's right hand. Um, it reminds me of um, Psalm 133, where it says um, how blessed it is when God's people dwell, live together in unity for there the Lord has commanded the blessing. There's something important about that unity that uh, they had that made room for Pentecost. And suddenly, Luke tells us, it's like you're sitting here, look at you all, nice, neat rows of people. Uh, Suddenly, you know what happens if you're sitting there and um, you haven't noticed the flash of lightning, And the thunder goes, boom, and you jump out of your seats. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit filled the place. How do you describe a one-off supernatural work of God? Luke uses the words carefully. There was a sound like, like. There was what seemed to be, it wasn't like their hair all caught fire, it was. It seemed to be like fire. When the Holy Spirit came at Jesus' baptism, the words are this. Um, the Holy Spirit came down like a dove. Because, you know, the one thing you can't say is, well, God is this. If you start pinning God down into being this, God's immediately outside of whatever this is and bigger than that. It's just an analogy. It's a picture. And uh, Luke tells us in Acts 2 and verse 4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. This was a one-off, unique first um, the New Testament, if you read through the book of Acts, you can see that it was repeated again and again. They were filled with the Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit came upon them. In um, Ephesians, Paul encourages people to say, be filled with the Spirit. Um, and the uh, original language is this, be being filled with the Spirit. Go on, present continuous. Um, Go on being filled. Seek God again and again. um, Because I don't know about you, but um, I leak and I need to be refilled. I'm trying to fill the gaps with the grace of God, but but I still leak. And on this first day of Pentecost, it's like a Holy Spirit-inspired flash mob descends on Jerusalem uh, to everybody's amazement. Um, They overflowed onto the streets speaking the praises of God in a miraculous way in languages they hadn't learned. We've been hearing languages we do know. This was people, ordinary people from Galilee, speaking all these languages. Thank you, Judy, uh, for reading that. I always think it's the... uh, Low point of the Bible reading rotor when somebody has to draw that, but you did it perfectly. Um, speaking all these languages of more or less the known world at the time. Um, today's one of today's Bible readings is from Genesis 11. It's about the story of the Tower of Babel uh, when everybody built a tower. They were gonna be turning into gods themselves, and everybody was scattered into all the world and spoke different languages that people couldn't understand each other. And if you like, this is a sign of Jesus' new Jesus' commandment, his great permission commission, go into the world and preach the gospel. And um here we are all the nations of the world hearing the gospel supernaturally in their own languages. We've heard um, some of the languages that we in St. John's speak, speaking the praises of God. Um, I love the languages that are here. Um, Persian, uh Elamites. You heard Elamites. I've got a lot of friends um, who have become Christians from Iran. That's the language of Iran, the ancient language of Persia. While we were still dancing round stones in this country, people from Iran were hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ, which I think is wonderful. People were hearing the gospel of Jesus, the praises of God in Arabic. And here we are this afternoon If we hang about over coffee, um, living waters will be coming into this place and saying the praises of God in Arabic. Isn't that wonderful that uh, that started here? Um, Visitors from Rome. Um, When I was at school, we had a choice of doing German or Latin, and I chose German and gave up after a year, but... um, They were speaking the praises of God in Latin, one presumes, if they come visiting from Rome. They were speaking the praises of God in Egyptian, and you can read the rest of the languages. And Peter stood up in the middle of all of this. Now, just imagine that. Here I am, I'm on the rotor, I'm standing up. This is what I do. But Peter was a fisherman He'd been broken, he'd wept, he'd let Jesus down and he'd been restored. And yet he stood up and became that rock. Um, He raised his voice, he engaged with the crowd. Some of them were amazed, some of them were perplexed, some of them were doing, you're saying, you're doing a wind-up, they're drunk. And Peter wonderfully opens his talk with a joke. How can they be drunk? It's only nine o'clock in the morning. If it's nine o'clock in the morning, goodness me, you'd be having a hangover. Not absolutely high as a kite. Um, and he Peter says this. This is what Joel the prophet has says. In the last days, the Holy Spirit will be poured out on men and women on young and old, on people from all backgrounds and all nations called to hear and know this. Isn't that wonderful that uh, on that day, because Jesus had ascended into heaven, Peter says, the Lord's poured out that which you see and hear. God is not in one place in the person of Jesus, but present by his spirit all over the world to people who turn to him Uh, in uh, repentance and faith. The promise, said Peter, is for you. The promise of the Spirit is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord your God will call. This is the start of what the Bible calls the last days. In the last days. It's the age of the Spirit. The age of the Spirit... Uh, goes from when Jesus has ascended into heaven and poured out his spirit until he returns in glory. And the kingdom of God has come. We say your kingdom come. The kingdom has begun. The rule and reign of Jesus has begun, not in the completeness of when Jesus returns, but we see wonderful glimpses of what God can do, the glory of God breaking in to the present. Um, this day of Pentecost we're serv- celebrating today, if you like, it was a one-off launch event. But as we read through the book of Acts, you can see fillings and refillings. And uh, over and over again, God is doing new things. On that first day of Pentecost, the gift was of languages that could be understood. It was a supernatural um, event. People could speak the praises of God in a language they didn't know. I've actually seen that happen from time to time. You'll be in a place, somebody will be speaking in a stand-up and speak in a tongue they don't understand, and someone else in the room will understand what it means. So that that has happened in um, the history of the church and across the world today. But mostly... Uh, in that gift of speaking in tongues in an unknown language, Paul gives us a a clue in 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak in the tongues of men or of angels. You know, people can speak in human languages and they can also speak in an angelic, a supernatural language they don't understand. Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes wind, fire. I wonder how God comes to you. How do you know God's presence when he comes to you? Um, For me, I remember when uh, I first had an encounter with the Holy Spirit in a remarkable way. Um, It was um, a time when God's peace just came upon me. It was a remarkable work of God and um, you and I know Cliff College, don't we? Uh, we we went to the same place at the same time. Um, there was a remarkable work of God going on in this week in the early 70s. And uh, I saw most miraculous things. I, there I was with my nice shiny new science degree. And I saw somebody healed who was deaf. And they could hear. And I thought how does that work? I cannot explain this. I can see that it's happened, but I have no rational explanation. And my brain shifted to understand the miraculous that God can... uh, Here's the way the world works, but God can do the miraculous. And I felt a sense of the Holy Spirit a couple of days later. Somebody said, did you speak in tongues? I said, no, what's that? I said, oh, well expect to do a few days later so I thought oh all right and um, a few days later I was in the bathroom bathroom is a safe place to do business with God because they generally got a lock on the door Um, and and that language came to me and I've used that and been blessed with it ever since how does the Holy Spirit come to you is it with fire is it with water is it as a dove Is it in quiet? If I, I, I'm not quite so bold with the microphone as Sam is, but um, if I was to ask individuals, how do you recognize God's presence? It would be as different as the number of people that are here because that's how God's made his people. And God comes to equip us for all he's called us to be and do. We're looking here at St. John's Um, To see God at work and having a vision for the next period of all God wants to do. And the starting point of that is that we seek God. Uh, We seek God to be filled and equipped by his spirit. We seek that renew um, that is the first love. I'm very struck by how um, the building is called St. John's. And I don't think it's a mistake that this word has come to us more than once over a long time, that we're called to have that first love for Jesus. And St. John was the beloved disciple, the one closest to Jesus, uh, the one who shared his heart, the one who wrote about love, love one another. And I think God calls us to be marked by a love for him and a love for one another. So I think we should give thanks to God for all that he's doing among us in the streams of the church. Uh, I've seen a growth in, everybody's away today, um, lots of us, not everybody, but people are away today, but I've seen a growth in a global majority stream in St. John's um, of the languages of all the world. Uh, and uh, I think God wants us to ask him for what we need. Um, I love the thing in Luke's gospel where Luke says, um, if you want to ask God, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And, and so I think that's what I'd like to us to do, is I have the sense that God's got something for everybody here. What would you like to ask God for? What would you like to ask God for? Um, gifts? And ministries of the Holy Spirit, and ask God for what you want. What is on your heart? Uh, Maybe it's a quality. Maybe it's a gift. Maybe it's something you're called to serve God, but you feel a little bit out of your depth. Let's just take a moment to be in God's presence and to wait. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we want to thank you that you are here with us. You want to renew your church. You want to come with each and to each individual, each one here. Lord, we pray that you will be here in this place. Let's just take a moment, inquire, and ask God. Ask God for the gift that you seek the fruit, the way forward. Maybe God's put a door in front of you and he wants to open that door, give you the grace to go through it into that new place. Come, Holy Spirit. Time of new beginnings. We've got a new um, church council. Church wardens. Lord, we pray for all the new beginnings that we're looking for to, for to you. For Lord, open doors. May they be filled with your Holy Spirit. Come among us, Lord. We pray. We're going to worship God together, but it may be that you want to just stay in God's presence where you are. If you're engaged with something, if there's a prayer in your heart, just stay with that. But if uh, you want to join in singing, as and when, then do just do that, and uh, we'll join together as we go along.
1: thirsty